What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from the Associated Press bunker somewhere in the Himalayas is none other than Mr. Jem Elias. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very good, Fred. Although, it's I guess you wouldn't here. be part of the Associated <laughs> Press, would you? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I'm undercover. Defecting <laughs> from his country. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Jam Elias runs over here and becomes uh, a real journalist. Not not a games journalist, but a real journalist. Uh, anyway, real what's going on, yes. sir? I'm doing good, Fred. How are you, man? Uh, I'm doing good. i uh, um, been, uh, you know, getting with the old work, but uh, also knee-deep in uh, Horror Month, which I'll talk about in a minute, and I understand it's not actually Horror Month yet, but... Uh, <laughs> I've been crazy on that funny. already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, but uh, yeah, I've been good. I've got a couple of things to say, but uh, before I do, first and foremost at the top of the show, I have to thank, uh, or I have to congratulate 42 Level 1 on their 100th episode today. So congratulations, guys. Woo! Awesome. Yes. They have 100 shows in the bag. I can't wait to listen. I'm sorry. I am at work waiting to come home. Uh, but uh, but anyway, uh look forward to listening to that at some point. Um, I don't leave work until about mm, 45 minutes before this show, so I can't actually catch 42 Level 1 in its entirety. Uh, otherwise, I would uh, streaming. <clears throat> but And I guess I should also point out that our show is streamed every Tuesday night live on All Games uh, at allgames.com. If you go to allgames.com and push chat, you can chat with uh, many of our chatters that are uh, wonderful and show up every, <laughs> every week. And... Uh, yeah, you'll I'll probably want down, to because uh, good things can happen to those in the chat, um, such as this. I'm going to give away a, a, a code to uh, um, Life of Pixel. Oh, yeah, that's right. Excellent. So uh, if you want a Life of Pixel code, you've got 10 minutes. Just uh, just do a hashtag me in the chat, and I'll just watch for that. So, uh, And I'll give that to somebody uh, shortly. Um, also, if your name is Jake McClenahan and you made our theme song, check your email box. There is a gift for you for your uh, belated birthday present. Um, so, and we did jam get uh, somebody writing in about uh, a song they want in the nice. uh, song show. So we're collecting for the song show. It's going to go live sometime around uh, Thanksgiving. So you've got till then to, to get it in there, but uh, you should definitely jump at that. So I just wanted to let people know. Um, <laughs> it's it's a Nintendo game is our first one, just so people oh, really? know. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and Fortingar's already hitting the ground running, which, by the way, uh, you might want to, if you know the other show I do, Pixelated Pints, you might, one of the other shows I do, you might want to go check out pixelatedpints.com where I did a little thing on Gamergate, uh, just kind of breaking it down in about 10, 15 minutes, and, or well, actually more like 20 minutes. And Fortingard did a, an amazing, um, an amazing uh, uh, kind of 
retelling of it, he broke it down much better and why people uh, seem to care in a, in, a, in a much more broad way than I did. So anyway, uh, the next thing is real quick uh, and then Jam will get on with the show because tonight's episode is called <laughs> Rip from the Headlines and it is all about national news that doesn't necessarily have to do with school shootings. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but uh, um, I wanted to point out, and you kind of probably saw this, Jam, um, is I've got uh, I, I finally got contacted by the Midwest Gaming Classic, who said that they uh, would be interested in um, pursuing uh, me going to that show and doing a panel. You are, of course, welcome, Jam. I just don't know if you're going to be flying to uh, Madison, Wisconsin anytime soon. Maybe Milwaukee. I don't know. <laughs> Wisconsin border up by Chicago. Um if you are, you're more than welcome. Uh, but uh, if not, uh, we're going to do a panel. I'm, I'm looking into getting some guests, some guests you know, some guests you know by name. I apologize to some of you because, oh, Farina, you just need to go to pixelatedpines.com and you can get all that information. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, he asked, what is Gamergate? So... Um, <laughs> It's it's you haven't seen it covered for very good reasons, which uh, Fortingard talks about. But uh, oh, yeah, actually, that's Stan Fairness. Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, he's being a dick. Anyway, uh, sorry. Uh, come be a chatter. It's fun. Uh, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can make Fred forget what he's talking about. Anyway, yeah, I've I've got some some guests, and preferably some guests you know, some very well known guests that I want to bring on for the panel I'm doing. Now, Jam, since that has to go through traditional mics and a traditional mixing board, I cannot have you in that panel, unfortunately. I don't believe. I will talk to them about it, but remember, this is a retro game show. I'm guessing the utmost of technology, not top of that radar, and uh, I definitely suck at it. But we will be doing a show live from the Midwest Gaming Classic that you will be a part of that uh, will either pre-record and play that following Tuesday or something else. But if you're interested in going to the Midwest Gaming Classic, if you're interested in uh, heading out there and, and whatnot, um, definitely go to uh, hit me up, you know, at uh, just go to the contact or spidersvenom at, at gmail.com uh, or the contact at Gaming History 101 and let me know. I'm trying to gauge, you know, how many people are going to be there. Now, there's going to be a decent crowd there, so they'll probably come to the panel anyway, especially based off of what it's going to be about. Um, but, uh, and especially if I get the guests that I'm trying to get, but I'm going to pull all my clout and see if they'll come out. Um, but uh, in the meantime, um, it's just uh, food for thought. So let when me know. Is this? I'm sorry? When is this? The. Midwest Gaming Classic is, let me get you the exact date. I want to say it was April 20th through the 22nd. Uh, and they bounce around near Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, over here. Uh, it's always fun to go to. Um, it's predominantly put on by the Robot Panic guys. I don't know if you ever listened to Drunken Gamer Radio. Uh, oh, actually, I take it back. This, uh, well, no, wait, last year. Uh, I'm looking for 2015 now. It was the 12th and 13th last year. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find out when it is this year. Um, but, uh, uh, and, uh, the goat store, uh, and robot panic are kind of the big crew that put that together. But, uh, jam, what it really is, is they've got one of those really cool, uh, museums. The museum comes out and shows off all the con, uh, all the, uh, consoles and whatnot. And then, um, and then there's also, uh, um, 
There's also uh, a huge booth for, um, you know, vendors and whatnot, and that's where you can find all your great finds. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and then there's a bunch of free arcades and pinball, and then they do tournaments and whatnot, and then they get a bunch of panelists. And see, the reason that was a big deal is uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly was based in, um, in uh, <clears throat> Chicago, or, or a suburb of Chicago, which is why a lot of these guys um, uh, that are in uh, uh, the uh, still live around there, you know, and can come to the Midwest Gaming Classic and do panels and whatnot. But it's cool. But uh, anyway, uh, Delinder wants to know why there's no retro game music in the background. Well, that's because it requires production value and time. Two yeah. things I have none of. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, but yeah. So so anyway, check it out um, and. Uh, and we'll move on from there. But uh, and remember, get in those uh, offers to uh, to what you want to hear in the music episode, or chime in on uh, what games we should do for our game club November December. Should we do Secret of Mana? Should we do Snatcher Police Knots? Should we do uh, what is it, Fantasy so Star? Fantasy Star. Uh, Fantasy Star one. Yeah. One. Like yes. System. Yep. Or, or what was the fourth one? A secret mod. We said a secret mod, didn't we? Uh, oh, yeah. The last one was Suikoden. That's it. Suikoden. Yes. All of them are roughly 20 hours. Uh, if you combine Police Knots and Snatcher, it's probably the shortest at about 15. And Secret of Mana can be 20 to 40 hours, depending. So, we'll see. Um, <laughs> South Chicago? No. North. Way north. Not even in Chicago. Uh, it was... Uh, it was out of uh, Oak Brook, Illinois. So, anyway. Um, and I guess I should also point out, if you're still interested in the Life of Pixel sale, it's probably too late if you're listening to this pre-recorded. But Life of Pixel is still only $2 at lifeofpixel.co.uk until Thursday. So, uh, how's your Who's week? The sale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how's your week been, man? Yeah, we, well, it's been good. Uh, not much happened this week, but I picked up an interesting book, Fred. Um, well, I don't, know, I don't know if it is interesting. I haven't even started reading it yet. Um, have you heard of a title, Grand Thieves and Tomb Raiders, how British video games conquered the world? I guess you won't have this in America. Since no, but I would love to read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's in a... I guess it's in like a second-hand bookshop or something. We were there at the weekend, um, so not, not even... Wasn't even looking for video games or anything like that particularly, but... Uh, written by Magnus Anderson and Rebecca Levine. You know what? Um, I might have that. Is it more of like a coffee table picture book? No, it's not a picture book. It's okay. a proper. It's My a bad. text. Uh, it's it's no, like. No, I didn't uh, mean to to derail it. I have oh, something no, no. about like the British invasion of video games that starts with Tomb Raider, but it. I, I bought it, you know, just out of like whoa, and it was from the UK and everything, and it unfortunately was more pictures than text. <laughs> well, it's funny because it, it, it kind of implies. I've read, I've read like the, the the first few bit. It kind of what was interesting about it is it, it seems to cover quite heavily about how it went from. It starts in the seventies as well with the microcomputers and everything, and it goes from there really. But there's a lot of heavy emphasis on Grand Theft Auto actually, as opposed to Tomb Raider, even though it does say Tomb Raiders on the front. <laughs> so. Um, but it, it should be an interesting read. Um, but I'll I'll link it to you if you're interested. I don't know if they have it in America. It might be an ebook or something. But um, yeah, I'm sure I could find it somewhere. Yes, yeah, send me uh, send me a link your way or send a link my way. So yeah, that was that was uh, interesting. Well, it seems to be this thing at the moment. What, what did I pick up during the week <laughs> or something? But <laughs> but, um, but apart from that, though, usual. Um, you know, work's been good. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'd also I'm going to Eurogamer this Sunday, um, which I know I upset the guys on 42 level one because I I did intend to go there. It's this is a, it's kind of like our E3 over in the UK. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but it's go to a four day event. I know Chip went there a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's four over four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm only go, I could only manage Sunday this week because I took on a new job and I just didn't. Oh no! Every day I could leave. We lost you yeah. for a second there. You oh. said, and I just didn't, and then. You came back. Oh, so I, I was there. from there. I, I didn't. I just didn't plan ahead. Uh, yeah, so well, that's how things went. So I'm only happens. doing a Sunday, which typically is the day that 42 Level One is going home. <laughs> so yes, hungover, upset. Yeah, probably having been in a fight over something like whether or not Assassin's <laughs> Creed is any good. You know, they yeah. do weird shit like that. <laughs> But I don't know if anybody. I don't know if, if anyone in uh, if anyone in this going to your gamer that does want to. I don't know me up or anything like that. You can always send me a Twitter. Uh, my Twitter Twitter is Jamalais. How to spell that will be on the show notes and everything. Um, my Twitter links there as well. But no, it'd be and cool. If anyone... Another easy way is every time I post the podcast, at Jamalais <laughs> is on it, and the Twitter feed is on the right toolbar of Gaming History One Hundred and One. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but how about yourself, Fred? What have you done? Uh, well, I, I didn't. I don't think I bought anything retro-based. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't. But, well, I got a couple of things to talk about real quick. So um, so I'm knee-deep in playing old games that are kind of horror-based. Excellent. I played through Silent Hill 3. And I would love to even give you a hint of my thoughts. But if I did that, next uh. week's show, Silent <laughs> Evil 3, I don't even know what to call them anymore. Uh, we're going to have to call it, like... Like, oh, is there a subtitle for we? We gotta. Uh, I want to do something like the last room or you know, last escape <laughs> and nemesis or something, but we can't. But uh, anyway, it's gonna basically talk about Resident Evil Three and Silent Hill Three, Code so we'll Hill. talk about it. Then. Yeah, right. Code <laughs> Hill. Uh, I don't think we'll honestly get to Code Veronica. We're gonna have a guest, Voss Five, coming in. He's a huge Silent Hill fan. Although I'm starting to believe that even though we're going in chronological order for each game in the series, uh, at least for that particular series chronology not necessarily overall uh we are gonna have to do the side ones as their own shows like we'll do just one big side show one where we talk about all the offshoots of the many of resident evil and the handful of silent hill (laughs) but uh but yeah and the chat's going wild sorry guys i'm trying to stay on on task but i am watching you um but uh anyway um so i played through that and um, I should have turned and immediately started uh, the original. Um, Project Zero? Fatal well, frame? No, Fatal Frame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this Project Zero shit is. No, um, yes, I should have started those, but I did not. I instead, for some weird reason, sauntered over to my PC and booted up Fear. Ah. First... First, uh, what is it? First encounter assault recon. Fear. <laughs> and now I'm chasing around the girl uh, from the ring, oh going after a person who I've already beaten Fear 2 and 3, so spoilers, I know 
that Fettel is my brother. I am the point man. And uh, basically, if you've never played this game, this is a first-person shooter from early in the 360 PS3 generation. Uh, that's core mechanic was relatively intelligent AI. I don't know if I'd go that far. They get a lot smarter in the second and third game, but even then, they're not great. Um, but you can slow down time. And basically, in every scenario, the odds are against you or some circumstances against you that forces you to do so. Um, and it, it did not support 1080p naturally, and it did not support controls naturally. However, a quick patch that's pre-applied if you buy it on Steam forces both of those if you wish. <laughs> and I have x so it just c- puts all the controls like they are on the 360. And uh, I'm good to go. Uh, so I'm playing through that. Jam, have you ever played this game? Yeah, I have all the video games. Oh, okay. um, I haven't played the expansions, though, because I know the first one had those... The Perseus, Perseus Mandate. Perseus Mandate. <laughs> and but, the other one, the Fear Files, is what they called them. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, I think the, the first one's definitely looking at its age now. Fortingard <laughs> got it right on the nose. Fear is a completely okay yeah, that's, game. <laughs> that's perfect, actually. <laughs> so. um, you know what? Playing it on PC, I don't know if you if you where you're playing it at. I'm, I'm guessing it wouldn't have much uh, trouble running on a on, on most PCs nowadays. Um, it looks really good, and there's a lot of like I think early physics effects, like a lot of shattered glass and things falling over. And um, blood spattering, like when you kill guys, like the blood oh, yeah. just paints yeah. the walls. And I'm sure that was in the 360 version yeah. too. Um, and I remember playing it right when it came out, played the demo. Remember when demos used to be commonplace? So every time a new game came out, you could download the demo and go to town. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, <laughs> but I remember playing the demo and you get to that boss guy, you know, one of the first shotgunners that has like all the, the, the armor. Yeah, and getting killed by him over and over and over and over again and not being able to beat the demo. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> so now I've jumped back into it. I'm on interval seven, and I feel like I'm in the back half of the game. I know there's only 12 intervals. I just don't know if I'm in the longer portions or the shorter portions now. And you probably don't remember it as parts of intervals, Jam, but... Uh, I remember that, yeah, the intervals. I just finished the robotics lab, basically, with all the turrets and everything. So, I don't know. I'm about to find Fettel. Uh, did it strike fear in me? Um, no, there are a couple jump scares. <laughs> There's some decent monster closets in there that makes you kind of go, holy shit, but, you know, nothing that, that makes you freak out. Um, and it's mostly due to the times when Fettel makes, like, dead guards get up and start talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> but gruesome game, I don't know. I think it still holds up, man. It doesn't show its age too much on the PC. Uh it's entertaining. It's a good. It's a good fun romp. Yeah, yeah. I it it's it's a little long in the tooth. I should point out. I'm about six hours in, which by the standards of today's first person shooters, I should be done, and I'm only halfway through. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I've been told it's about twelve hours, and then if you do the fear file stuff, you got another like five to ten hours. Uh, so it's gonna be a little while. Um, but I'm I'm gonna wrap that up this week, and I'm actually going on a car trip. Uh, my friend's <laughs> getting married. And my daughter is going to find out what a 12-hour car ride's like. We're driving to Chicago this weekend. And uh, I'm bringing the PlayStation 2 with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to start Fatal Frame while That's my wife cool, and daughter That's sleep. dedication to the course. <laughs> well, because you can't go out to the pubs or anything when you're with... Well, I mean, you can, but it's probably not legal to leave your child in a hotel room. <laughs> 
And again, you can get pissed while your wife's asleep and you're just sitting around in a hotel room. But it's weird unless you've got a video game console in front of you, right? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm sure your daughter will love watching you play that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we got her own bedroom. My daughter does not sleep in a bed with us. She plays, but she doesn't sleep. We've forced this before, and it didn't work. So regardless of what people think of me, my three-year-old daughter gets her own bedroom. So she will not be in the room with us. So, um, But my wife is probably very happy that I have my high-end Triton headphones that I'm going to use to <laughs> yeah. send the sound through instead of the television. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. Like I said, if you can find Fear on the Cheap, uh, I'd recommend it. I think oh, Fear 2 was probably the best of the three. Um, I think so, yeah. I'd agree. Fear 3 would probably be more fun if I had a co-op partner. But, uh, mm. eh. So. Well, yeah, they're, they're all really cheap to find, I think. Uh, either, especially on PC. Like, Steam is, and even if you wait, they're regularly Well, Steam sale. just had a sale where it was 13 bucks, oh, really? But <laughs> uh, I'm sure some other site, like, picked up the After Effects sale that usually happens. So, but they're uh, in a humble bubble, uh, like the last, I think, like not too long ago. Yeah, and I might have one or two of them, but I might have given them away. There's a, if you guys want an excuse to befriend me on Steam, <laughs> if you join me on Steam, I'm part of one, only one, like forum chat, and it's where a bunch of us just throw our unused humble bundle codes and stuff up on the, on the thing. And now, since gift links are apparently the big hotness, like even the, uh, even the Life of Pixel codes are Humble Bundle codes, and they were never part of a Humble Bundle, like not this version. So uh, they just use it now because Humble Bundle has a deal where um, Super Icon, the developer, only has to pay when someone redeems it. So that's why they do it, is that they can give out codes without having to prepay for them, which I think is a good idea. Um, lots of people don't redeem them or, or wait too long and whatnot. Anyway, so where are you at with Fatal Frame or, or Project Zero? Have you completed the first game yet? Um, nope, uh, not that well, definitely haven't completed it. I'm, I'm about sort of uh, three, four hours in now. Um, oh, okay, so I'll catch up to you pretty quick this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you probably, yeah, you probably <laughs> will. It's, um, I mean, it's, 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 it, I, I've been quite enjoying it actually. I think it's a slow start in terms of, uh, it, there's a lot of it, like I said to you, I think I said, I mentioned this last week, I might have just said to you, um, not on the show, but it feels like it's a game of hunt the cutscene to begin with, where you're just literally just walking around waiting for a cutscene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, then, well, and that's a lot of Japanese yeah. <laughs> games. Uh, Siren is very much like that in the beginning. Probably yeah. not as slow paced as Fatal Frame though. Yeah, it's very. It, the beginning feels very slow. Like it's for to really start getting going. It feels like forever when you actually even have to sort of like you. Know, you well, spoiler. Use the. Oh no, we lost him again. Mister Jam, are you there? Do we have you, sir? Oh no. Okay, we may be losing Jam in a second here, guys. Uh, so we're going to work on it, but okay. Jam will rejoin us in a second, but, uh, uh, anyway, um, all right. Last call. I'll make this an opportunity. We've got two people in the running last call. If you would like to get a free copy of life of pixel. Currently we have, um, Rageinator and, uh, and I'm back. Mr. Jam, are you back? <laughs> Excellent. I'm back. And Point Guard <laughs> in the running. You guys have uh, – I give out the code in three minutes. Anyway, um, all right. So you were saying we lost you for just a second there. 
You you were about to describe something about the cutscenes and then you fell off. Well, well, I'll just go back to where I was. I'll say, say if it, at the beginning it feels like it's a very it's a really slow start just to find you. You're just literally walking around looking for cutscenes, and then after that it, it feels like it's just the oh jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, and then it really and then it starts. The game starts basically. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah, because Tiger Claw said. Uh, and just so people know, I am not bringing my PS3 with a digital copy. I'm actually bringing my slim PS2 with uh, both component cables and composite cables. So depending on what the uh, – uh, we're staying at a fancier hotel. So depending on what kind of television they've got, I can hook up to it. Um, but, uh, but, yes, the headphones will keep that sound out. But what about when I scream like a little girl? Yeah, <laughs> that's going to happen. That's kind of what the alcohol's for. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um but, it's funny uh, you mentioned that, Fred, about the hotel rooms because I once took my PS2 Slim to a hotel in um, in Blackpool to um, catch up on the gaming, and the TV did not have the right connections for a PS2. They were these really, really old televisions that only had uh, uh, the AC the, out. So yes. it's basically the components that I could connect to Master System, but not a PlayStation. See, you know what I do in that regard? We have Radio Shacks all over here. Well, not yeah. all over, but you can find one in almost any town. Definitely find one in Chicago. And I go buy a rf modulator which will take the composite cables and turn it into a screw-on connection and then like a dick i go return it like two days later mm. i'm a bad person anyway <laughs> so we've got that going on uh the last part is i've been buying some uh i, I bought something i want to talk about this last episode but i forgot which is my remake purchase yeah so as you guys may or may not know, uh, Resident Evil uh, 1, the the remake that was on GameCube and uh, got ported to Wii, is coming out um, on PS3, 360, PS4, Xbox One, and PC in 2015. Mm-hmm. However, it's coming out in Japan this November. And it is also coming out in Asia this November as well. And Asian regions... First of all, the PS3 is predominantly region-free. It's uh, publisher-specific. Capcom definitely region-frees everything, and this is confirmed to be no exception. Uh, it has English and Japanese subtitles and language tracks. Hmm. On the PS3 only, though, is the only way they can make it available. And they had the regular version for 35 bucks shipped anywhere in the world. You can pre-order this now at play-asia.com. Or they've got the limited edition, which is what I wanted to buy Jam for... Uh, uh, which comes with an art book <laughs> and a yeah, map of yeah, the mansion of and a map of the mansion, which is cool to have, but I can't put it up anywhere where I'd actually be playing the game. Cause that'd be just cheating. Uh, cause I do not remember how that mansion is laid out, uh, really? in the <laughs> remake version. Oh, not the remake. I yeah, remember the original mansion that's etched in my mind, but there's, there's extra wings and there's a, there's an evil Those dead cabin out back. And there's a, there's a crimson head floating <laughs> above a, <laughs> coliseum and anyway um but i'm looking forward to playing that now i do know that the pc ps4 and xbox one versions will be at 60 frames per second whereas the ps3 360 version will be at 30 frames a second but i can get my hands on it this november instead of waiting till like next spring mm-hmm. and i think i'm gonna do it Sounds good. so i was gonna buy the limited edition for 50 bucks um but guess what jam uh that one doesn't have free shipping and resident evil uh the remake for 35 does you know how that breaks down when you uh break it out though uh because you have to pay extra anyway you have to pay like 10 bucks or something to have fedex send it insured and then you get it in like three days instead of like 
25 or something. You know, they don't put it on a boat and you can track it and things like that. But in total, it was going to be like 45 bucks to ship it to my house for the regular version. And because they don't get the free shipping premium on the other one, it was going to cost like 50 bucks to buy the game and another 35 to ship it. And I was like, okay, now it's getting a little ridiculous for a single art book. <laughs> uh. So for 45, I have it. Um, also, for those who want to know, uh, well, it's Fortinguard says Capcom needs money, and that's the bottom line. That's true. However, Play is just the one profiteering off this, not them. But, uh, um, but yeah, you guys can do that, and they do not bill your credit card until it ships. So, if you want to go pre-order it now, you can. Just food for thought. But uh, anyway, all right. Always get it earlier. <laughs> what? One way to get it earlier. Yeah, well, I wanted that, and I like the disc version. I like having a, a, a disc version, which will not release in yeah. this country. Uh, and then I told Jam that by summer, there will be a Steam summer sale on the 60 frame yeah. per second version. And I'm curious to see what the reviews come out and say. If it's really that big a deal, I might pick it up. But, you know, I don't really have much problems with the 30 frames per second Wii version, ah. or GameCube version, so... I don't, I don't see me really making a big deal out of it. But if I can get it for like five bucks, I might. But who am I kidding? I'm not going to play <laughs> the remake twice in one year. That's never going to fucking happen. I haven't played it since 2009. But anyway. So, all righty. Good purchase, What? <laughs> good purchase. Yeah, yeah well, I feel good about it. But anyway, and I just wanted to talk about it so that you guys can take advantage as well. And if you're like Fortingard and you can actually read Japanese, you can buy the Japanese version, <laughs> but it's only in Japanese. I believe it's Japanese subtitles with English text. Or, sorry, text. English voice Japanese yeah. text. But it might be just a Japanese language track as well. I think they're recording those these days. I don't know. Uh, they did it with Revelations. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into news before we talk about news. <laughs> this, this is what, um, so this is it. Yeah. These, so these are just retro news stories or, or kind of retro. You know what we're like over here. Yeah. We do a bit of both. Um, so the first one was for Fred. This is obviously just for you because you, yeah, we know how you like your flashcards. <laughs> so. Oh, yes. Love my flashcards. <laughs> so, um, Sonic 3 gets a complete version or a complete so think of it kind of like the game of the year edition or the legendary edition or whatever uh, so somebody they some guys have made a sonic 3 for the mega drive of course or genesis a complete version of the sonic 3 experience which includes sonic 3 um with sonic and knuckles combined and some people go well what's the big fuss well they've gone the extra mile oh we lost him again all right i'm gonna jump which, up for the hardcore oh, this there he is Sorry, I'm here. We Sorry. lost you. You said they've gone the extra mile, and then yeah. you they've gone the extra mile. Um, which to the to most people that doesn't matter, but for the hardcore Sonic Free fans, they might quite like this. Uh, so they've um, so one of the big changes is the flying battery zone, which is level two of Sonic and Knuckles, has now been placed where it's supposed to be, which is after level four of Sonic Free after Carnival Night. So people that know the game will know where I'm placing that. Um, apparently. Uh, some of some of the boss battles are put in full form because apparently if you play Sonic Free, uh, the boss battle at the end is longer if you just have it on standalone. But if you play, combine it with Sonic Knuckles, it's actually shortened down. So they now put it in its original sort of intended form. So it's a it's a, it's a decent thing. They um, also have cutscenes for certain things, yeah. and they rearranged a couple of stuff. Oh, you put that. Never mind. Yeah, they they rearranged the levels to the way they were apparently designed originally. Um, but yeah, you're right. They put a cutscene between the two, so to kind of explain the events between Sonic Free and Sonic and Knuckles as well. Um, so they put a lot of love into this, so it's it's a it's a decent thing worth checking out. 
Um, so did. that's now, and you did. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't do. Uh, I sorry about the retro videos, guys. I didn't do it because I was like, well, anyone who's played Sonic Three, I mean, that's how it begins. Um, and uh, it doesn't much, looking at it, it doesn't look much different. No, 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 no. And uh, and so I didn't record that. And then I wanted to do the Sega CD thing, and I'm I'm at a, I'm at ends here. I'm almost thinking I only want to do like certain games, but there's a bunch of games I own that I bought in bargain bins and stuff that I've never played. I don't know yeah. what to do. So I was debating that and just said, fuck it, and just went and played Fear. Um, <laughs> did, yeah. And then, to be honest with you, I just – I've had a very specific horror gaming bug, and horror games aren't really fun when you're doing commentary on them unless you've played them a ton of times. And so I didn't want to, like, play Silent Hill 3 with commentary and kind of piss all over it. And with the way that game begins, I'm very pleased I chose that, so – all right. Well, uh, time's up. If you didn't already say you wanted a code, it's too late. Mr. Fortengarden, Mr. Regenerator, guess what? I'll give you both a code. You each get a code. Uh, Regenerator, I'll hit you up after the show unless you follow me on Twitter at SpidersVenom, S-P-Y-D-E-R-S-V-E-N-O-M, and I'll send it to you that way. Uh, Fortengard, I already have your email. I'll send you the Humble Bundle link through that after the show. Anyway, congrats, guys. Um, well done. You'd think I would have given Jam one. <laughs> I don't get special treatment. <laughs> For all he's done, but, you know, I'm a thankless prick. Uh, anyway. I've got on the Vita. So. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway. That's uh, all cool. So, yes, I did download and, and, and yeah. pimp that. So, it was it was fun. Excellent. So the I don't know why I don't actually know why Bob put this next news story on, but I thought it would just be for kicks and laughs. Um, it so absolutely <laughs> must be discussed because there's too many discussed. of these fucking things. These guys need to get together and like team up, and maybe we'll actually get something. But continue. So um, hardcore fans of GH one and one will probably be aware that we've reported on Resident Evil two the remake, well the unofficial remake, twice now from two separate people. Yes. Well, there's a third group of people now there who is. want to take this on. So. Um, but this one, I guess, the hook of this one, and it's the, the, for the record, this game is never coming out. It's not nope. going to happen because Capcom will shoot this down as soon as it if it takes gets traction. Uh, but the hook of this one is it's got co-op. Um, it's with the Unreal Engine though this time, which is interesting. So they've actually yeah. gone. A well, different that's actually why route. they'll probably shoot it down. A mod, yeah. they, a mod of Resident Evil Four, like some of those other ones, might get by, but they used Unreal and pulled assets from Umbrella Chronicles yeah. to do it. Yeah, so. Dark Side Chronicles, yeah. yeah. So this, oh, Dark yeah, Side, my bad. It's dead in the water kind of already. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's like you, you nailed it on the head there, And Fred. they threw it's, co-op, it's... the thing that everybody was missing in Resident Evil <laughs> games. That'll make that game so much better. <laughs> but. Oh, well, but... But yeah, this this won't come out. But as, as you said, Fred earlier, where it would make loads more, well, it would make a lot of sense that if well, if Capcom would have allowed it for these guys just to get together and make this experience. Again, if they make a Resident Evil Four mod, I think yeah. it'll fly. I think Capcom will let that exist. Um, hmm. Bethesda on you know well documented saying they're not going to shoot down the Morrowind uh, Skyrim mod, and that's yeah. like eighty percent complete. So that will come out. It's just going to take a lot of time. And yeah, I've never played Morrowind, and I can't wait to play it. You notice that when it's a mod of an actual asset and engine, you know, well, that you can bring in your own assets. But as long as you yeah. don't steal the assets or you're only stealing the Capcom assets and you're running it in the engine of that game as a mod that requires the game, then 
Yeah, especially if it's through Steam, and clearly Capcom used Steam for Resident Evil 4 on the Ultimate Edition, so uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I contest that, that that would be the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, they're never going to do it. Fortingard yeah. likes co-op. Uh, you know yeah. what, actually... Co-op is the only thing that made Resident Evil 5 good. And actually, I like Resident Evil 5. That's one of those hindsight games I actually like a little bit more than I gave it credit for when it came out. In co-op. <laughs> in co-op, yes. Yeah, that game it's, is awful. It, it's one of those comma in co-op, just like comma yeah. for a Wii game. You know? <laughs> no, no, yeah. But uh, anyway. Uh, all right, well, I, I can do the next one. So, yeah. Pure Solar HD. We've talked about it many times on the show. If you don't know what it is, it was a Genesis game made in 2006 that's an RPG. It's debatable as to whether or not it's any good, but it did get a Kickstarter. And I do have the original uh, Genesis print run. And you won't find it on emulation because uh, emulation sites have been kind enough not to carry it. And there's a special co- there's special coding in it that makes it like impossible to run in a ROM. I don't know. Um, but... Uh, uh, and, and Tiger Claw's asking if I got into the beta for Fear Online. Yes, I did. Uh, but, uh, we'll see. Um, I haven't had time. Uh, I don't even know if it's out yet, but if it is, I just haven't had time. Anyway, it, ca- it was supposed to come out in April and then it was delayed and delayed and delayed. I guess it's been submitted for certification, although it's coming out on so many consoles. Which console did you give it for certification on and where is the PC version? Cause I don't think you need certification for the PC version. So. I don't know, guys. <laughs> they said they're hoping by the end of September. You don't have a whole lot of time left. <laughs> Fortinguard. 50 Cent Blood in the Sand for the Game Club? Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so we'll see. But maybe that'll finally come out. I don't think we'll do it for the Game Club if that's what you meant. Um, who said? Oh, Jam Eli said that. Jam, what did you mean for Game Club? I was, just, I was just joking with Paul and Oh, okay. 50-cent <laughs> so, yeah. uh, blood in the sand for the game club would be fantastic. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, so we'll see. That game's supposed to be good. For 15 bucks. I think it'll be a good price. Um, I've always wanted to pop in my Genesis cart. It also, if you have the Sega CD, it has a CD you can put it in and stuff. Anyway. And uh, so, PlayStation TV's coming out, and they released the game compatibility list, which is the Vita compatibility list. Sans a couple games. <laughs> Like Gravity Rush, <laughs> uh, Jam. Are you going to pick this up? I don't. I, they haven't announced when it's coming out in Europe. Yeah, I know really? cause they've got the American. Yeah, I, I assumed not, you guys were getting it right around the same time. Probably it, it just it just says US, but um, mm. I imagine it probably right, right around the corner. I mean, I'm I'm interested. Um, I, it depends on the price point, really. Is my but because again, the, the funny thing is that I have the console. I so sworn you guys are getting. Oh, we're getting it, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what the exact date is. Okay. And the the, the press release today just said US. Oh, PlayStation TV's European launch date confirmed. Well, the okay. only reason I, I say that is because there was a bundle. Yeah, here we go. You guys are gonna get it for uh, eighty five pound, November fourteenth. Oh, there you go. Oh, so okay. I missed later. that one. <laughs> no, you're cool. Um, in the box will be a voucher for three titles: Ali Ali, Velocity Ultra, and Worms Revolution Extreme. Lucky you don't have those already. Um, <laughs> the unit comes with one gig of memory. Launch day games include blah 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 blah. And then you guys have a bundle also that's going to be ninety nine pound. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to come with the memory card, the controller, and like a decent game. Whereas we get the Lego movie. <laughs> decent or game. Yeah, yeah, I, like I don't know. Um, but. Uh, 
I don't know. I keep going on the fence, but whenever they say stuff like like the retro stuff is not that big a deal because I have a PSP and so I can run all yeah. those games already on my TV through the cord. Um, but the PS4 streaming on a whim makes it very tempting to just pop up in the old bedroom. And if mm. I were to want to do something on PS4, that would be cool. I may have a PS4 yet. <laughs> there, yeah, there are many times where I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, I would love to go downstairs and boot up a game and start playing, but I just am too fucking lazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, all right. I guess there's a lot of games though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of games. I just uh, I wanted everything to work right off the bat. I did mm. confirm that my Corpse Party game, though, is in there, and I haven't uh, play, <laughs> beaten the second Corpse Party. I also like the idea of, uh, yeah, real quick, uh, Final Fantasy X has its hooks in me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> sorry. I don't know where I'm at. I, I'm, I haven't even gotten to the first Blitzball game, which I thought was very early into the game, but I'm not there yet. Nope. That's quite far in. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. Yes. I've gotten through most of what I think is the story stuff. I'm actually fighting people on a regular basis. I know what sin is. I, I have multiple summons now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. What am I, three hours in? But uh, anyway, and I know I got like 50 to go. But uh, anyway, I'm enjoying it a little bit. So it'd be kind of cool to switch back and forth from TV to whatnot. And that's Vita only. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right. Well, I guess we should be on with it. <laughs> Beyond with it. <laughs> Is that a reference to another podcast? <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> Is that an IGN reference? Did we just do an IGN well, reference? I think, I we, think did. we did. Okay, <laughs> yes. So, so British people do listen to that. I just thought you guys only listened to the IK, IGN oh, UK no. podcast. <laughs> I used to. I used to. There's, there's quite a few of them, isn't there? But they're, they're all available yeah. here. Well, and what cracks me up is that uh, IGN, uh, somehow they acknowledge that British people are more fun to listen to as like announcers <laughs> and stuff because if you notice in all of them other than beyond it's all like oh welcome to podcast yeah, unlock the ign podcast <laughs> for for older gamers in the u.s that like the xbox and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah i've seen that <laughs> although your uk podcast is more fun it's just you guys cover everything yeah um, which actually is a perfect segue into what we're about to talk about so we're going to talk about game when video gaming hits the news and that's hard to do because you can't google search video game and news anymore <laughs> you can but you're not going to get anything um, you'll, you'll get video game news that's pretty much yes it. yes you'll get news from video game sites <laughs> because they get more hits than news sites do um and wikipedia is not going to be much help to you either so it just comes down to what you can find what you already knew about and just your dredge reports and uh, they're interesting. The other big thing is Jam and I have uh, our own stories and whatnot, but uh, we need to preface this with explaining a little bit about the differences between our two fine countries. Uh, Jam Elias living in uh, uh, Europe, uh, in, in the United Kingdom specifically, if I'm not correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, I live in America. Um, so we don't have the same press rules, rights, and, uh, way of covering games really, mm. uh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar, but different. Uh, as far as I know, you guys do not have freedom of full freedom of the press. Is that correct? Um, no, not that I know of, but it's, um, it sounds no. derogatory. It's really not as nefarious as I, as it comes off, but. 
but the as, as I as, as I realised um, earlier when I was re- doing a little bit of research, obviously some of the tabloids here, um, well, the Sun specifically, is owned by Rupert Murdoch, who does have a bit of a presence in the <laughs> US. Fox News, yes, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think in a way there is some things that do transfer over. Mm-hmm. Um, that are similar to America, especially, well, the Sun newspaper does, I don't know, it's, it's, it does feel different, especially from what you're describing in your email to me earlier about the sort of the difference in style of how some of these stories are handled. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, yeah, there's a lot of sort of publications or newspaper publications over here that, um, there's a, there's definitely a variety over this way, I'd say, in terms of how people report certain stories. And we'll kind of kick up, we'll kind of talk about that when we actually reference specific news stories and how, well, you can even, you can have a good laugh of what the headlines would be, depending <laughs> on the newspaper. I don't know if you, do you remember that Simpsons episode, Fred, where they did, they went to the UK or went to England? Uh, Is that... I know at least one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know. Well, people might remember in the chat, but anyone that watches The Simpsons, because well, who doesn't? Probably who listens to this podcast. But, um, but the uh, there's that there's an episode where they kind of do those flying articles from the UK, where they take the mick out of um, each of the newspapers in the United Kingdom, and it, it actually is kind of true how they will like the tabloids will very much everything will be exaggerated, of course, well, yeah. so and blow out proportion, and and you know. Uh, and then, and then some of it will be a bit more formal, but it's to appeal to different sort of sectors of people really over here and sort of different classes, dare I say. But <laughs> well, we kind of have those. It's just weird yeah. because, um, because of, I guess what we choose to cover, regardless of whether it's tabloid feature or shall I say hard news, which is about as outdated as hardcore gamer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hardcore, really, I only think of nowadays as in terms of pornography, and even then it's redundant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but um, uh, I, the reason I say this is I feel that, uh, you know, in America, and I have a journalism degree, which doesn't qualify me for much other than uh, doing a lot of studying up on it. Uh, we're very big about hiding behind freedom of the press, uh, to almost pry into people's lives, be it for um, hard news reasons or for tabloid reasons. And we often blur the lines. I, I would argue, or at least you make it sound, that The Sun is very well known, regarded, and understood as a tabloid. Yeah, Whereas there are a lot of less intelligent individuals. Um, there's some interesting stuff going in the chat. Oh, and by the <laughs> way, Fortingard, you are correct. That was a, a Monty Python reference. That was what I was referring to. Um, but uh, that, uh, that the less intelligent of which there are many sitting at home watching television do not know in America when something is tableau or being played off or being overly exaggerated or being invasive or being suggestive and various other things and often brings up the question as to whether or not news is objective in our country. Furthermore, uh, the little commentaries from the newscasters doesn't help. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what the right answer is there. And this is completely removed from games press, just so we're clear. I'm talking about actual press. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the other problem, Jam, is in America, a lot of people may not know this, you can sponsor the news. Yes, you can. You can mm. pay to have a news story. If you ever watch an American news story and all of a sudden at the end they're like, over here at Chateau de Barge where they're milking cows, Fox News decided to do a report on, yeah, they got paid to go out and show you this 
you know, farm so that you might want to go to the farm and check it out. They absolutely had no interest in throwing it in there. It's actually built into news programs. I've worked for a Fox affiliate station before we solicit five minutes of the news out of every 25 minute newscast. So, Hmm. yeah. So is it that transparent in your country or is it not really relevant? (laughs) <laughs> news stories aren't really spon- they're not really sponsored over there uh, but not not directly anyway you won't get sort of stuff that's clearly been brought um okay. i mean well, a lot of people don't think they were bought a lot of people yeah, think yeah. that the the okay. local yeah. news station chose to cover it but they didn't <laughs> well we've got to see when you when you talk about sort of television you know we have the two well you have you have a few but you've got the bbc and then you have all the private channels so the bbc is um advert free uh because right. Uh, the people in the UK pay a license fee every year to. <laughs> or do pay- you? <laughs> or do we? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's apparently the hottest topic in the United Kingdom, <laughs> from what I hear from people. Uh, is did you pay your license fee or not? I, I actually don't, Fred. <laughs> See, <laughs> because I don't. I don't actually, right on I don't the show. Actually, no. Because, yeah, well, no, no, I'm, I'm happy to admit it. Never streamed actually, a Doctor Who, have you? <laughs> because the, the funny thing is, is there's a disclaimer that if you, because I stream basically all of my television is now streamed online. Uh-huh. Um, so, and if you do that, you do not have to pay a license. I don't watch any television live anymore. Like, I don't actually right. access it through television that way, and that's completely legal. It's um, and I've you know, I get the I get the angry letters saying, "Oh, you haven't paid your TV license fee." But I, every I love time I you, you it, guys I, handle it that way too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they say they come around like, the van. Take your car, <laughs> and they'd yeah. be like, "Can't get to work, can you? Better pay your licensing fee." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I also heard that. Uh, the you are more likely to get turned in by a loved one or mm. close friend yeah, that's than true. anyone else in <laughs> yeah, Europe. I think that's yeah. great. <laughs> On the license, your mother sells you down the river. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, anyway, uh, the other thing, and I think this is part of. So I have to apologize and say this is going to be biased. Um, yeah. <laughs> given my condition and my education. Uh, not because I am more educated or anything like that. Because I studied journalism, I nitpick it more. Um, I feel that in our country, the concept of if it if it bleeds, it leads, and filling people with the fud that is fear, uncertainty, and doubt is the most important thing that the news can talk about. Um, you know, they'll often say like, you know. On the 9 o'clock news tonight, 17 people are dead after a wild gunman ran up and down the streets shooting them in the face. We'll get some footage of a car injury that killed three people and crippled two more. Uh, you know, a cop beats a, a small child to death in front of his own mother. And the Bikers for Babies raise $800,000 against cancer. You know, and it's just like... Wow. <laughs> wow, okay, that's a loaded group. Plus your, just, yeah. plus your weather all tonight on... <laughs> That's just the lunchtime news. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, uh, which is why it was a little harder uh, for some of these things because, like, uh, especially in America, we tend to cover video games still as a childish thing. And I'm not saying that you guys don't. Um, but usually it's yeah. always associated with children. You, typically it's associated with shopping. Um, and so most of the news is negative. And when we first sought out to do this episode, we were like, we don't want to just cover school shooting after school shooting after school shooting that, that was blamed on this stuff, uh, that will be part of it. But, um, we wanted some more stories. Uh, so 
Um, but there, you know, and there, there is some stuff. I mean, you know, I couldn't find any hard examples, but, uh, you know, I mean, in the eighties, there were a bunch of news stories from people that are like, is Japan taking us over with the Nintendo? They're invading <laughs> our houses and indoctrinating our children. And That's what right. Mario teaches me about Japanese culture, I would love to know. Um, I don't even think he gives a peace over. sign until the second one. So, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, apparently they eat a lot of mushrooms and uh, are scared of chocolate chips. But, uh, but yeah, so... Um, there's a lot of that stuff. And of course there were a bunch of news stories I could have covered of like, you know, the Wii and the PS3 and all the crazy shopping and shootings and things like loads of news stories. And there's a bunch of black Friday things of like women macing each other in stores for the Xbox 360 and stuff. You can fill an episode alone with black Friday stories. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we could. And maybe we will, but we'll save that one for black Friday. Um, but, uh, anyway, so. Uh, so instead, we're just going to cover a whole slew of stuff. And Jam, I don't know how you want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, <laughs> I know I don't. Well, we've got to say we've got plenty. We could just just die straight into it, really, couldn't we? Sure. I mean, what do you, yeah. do you want to do? Do you want to go straight for fully fledged negative, or should we just do some? Uh, yeah, you want to knock it out? <laughs> yeah, might as well because I think that's probably what most people are going to sure. be interested. So let's knock out. Uh, I love your your category. Gamers are bad news. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Guess what? Pretty much it is. I mean, it's funny you mentioned because um, over here, I mean, yes, there is definitely there's there's a, there's new some of the newspapers. Their publication is very much the gamers are bad for young people. They very much direct at young people. Um, but there are um, over here, interestingly though, there are formal newspapers, although some people won't necessarily call them formal, that do are a bit more balanced about the whole gaming issue, and they won't. Okay, a great example is if we got, I hate to keep bringing the sun into this, but they're a great example for this sort of thing. Sure. They'll say they'll say uh, an article by them will be like, oh, four. You know, the, the, the most recent one I've seen actually is um, Call of Duty. Four teenagers have been have hung themselves, um, and they play Call of Duty. Therefore, Call of Duty is bad. The and they've, they've actually but a different newspaper will report on the same thing, but they'll say there's been no evidence that actually links any of those kids to Call of Duty. <laughs> they just also happen to play Call of Duty. But that's, that's literally what and the And that sun- link happens a lot, yes. Yeah, it does. And it's, it just, and it's, this is, it's a bizarre article. You think that, is it that slow in Newsweek? <laughs> uh, anyway, but that's, that's, that's an example. But, but, but you do get balanced people over here. It's certainly in the press that will say that, well, this is in the news, but we're not really, we don't really care. It'll feel like a tiny block. And then you'll get some of the tabloids where we'll, they'll fill five pages. <laughs> about, <it>. so, <laughs> about Call of Duty, why it's bad. The best part, though, is Fred over here, is that the same newspaper that will say Call of Duty is awful will review the game on like a Friday and give it five stars. Fantastic, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, yeah. So aliens, <laughs> colonial marines. Have you ever seen that, that one level where they all do the dinosaur? It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> oh, I definitely want to talk about that in the press, actually, because there was one over here. It's a paper called The Guardian that got in trouble um, because they, they reviewed um, Aliens, Clone, and Wings. They gave it five stars. <laughs> well, why is that they... trouble? Maybe somebody genuinely thought that game was fantastic. Did they well, back up their points well? They, there's, it's heavily believed that the guy reviewed it. I think this is true as well, that he reviewed it without playing it. It was just from yeah. what he saw. <laughs> well, in Maxim Magazine, uh, well, I forgot what game it was. They reviewed a game and admitted they'd never played it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are some people. I want to say it's Gears of War or something, but. Oh, no, it might have been Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> yeah. Of course, right? You know, everybody Gearbox ever associates with. But uh, anyway. In a way, you don't blame the guy because I think the person who wrote it, it might not be his fault. It could have been his editor saying you need to get the review out by X date or something. I've had that. Just, I've yeah. had that. Yeah, I used to fight with my reviewer at uh, my editor at the newspaper because uh, they work on deadlines and all they've had is book and movie reviews, which are a lot more. You know where you're at in a book, and you know that a movie is going to be a passive experience. So the the task of writing that review is quick and dirty. Um, you know, I've often talked about this. A video game review is kind of a, a hybrid between a tech review and a content review. And so it's hard, and you don't know how long it is. And it's almost thought of as being bad to ask. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Spoilers! Don't tell me it's twenty hours long. <laughs> See, I like to lead with that. I think everybody should know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, it's like Final Fantasy X is great for a fifty-hour game, <laughs> and then you're like, game. okay, now I gotta know what I gotta like. Like with Xenoblade, I'm like, it's a great game. Ninety hours, ninety hours. It's been like going back to Resident Evil. It's good. For the Wii. <laughs> it's just right, that. yeah. You know, it's the comma thing. Although, you know, you tell somebody Skyrim's 200 hours, and like, nah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> so it does come down. And World of Warcraft is, what, a 1,000 hours? I don't even know. Uh, but uh, anyway. But uh, so, all right. Well, let's talk about gamers are bad news. Uh, <laughs> you want to just bounce back and forth? I mean, I know you got yours, uh, but I've got mine kind of in the cut. So, Well, the main one the obviously worth covering from my end was the was the infamous manhunt murder basically for isn't it wasn't a manhunt murder but it was linked to the game manhunt and the reason it was big in this country is because games aren't really banned in the uk i mean they might not be released or they they're heavily censored like 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 castlevania <laughs> like we talked about in the previous episode um but they're not they're not generally banned you generally most most games it's not like australia where everything's banned <laughs> well until the new until they got the 18 yeah. <laughs> yeah that still won't change things but <laughs> um so uh, there's an infamous story, basically, which this is from the papers, and um, this is reported very differently from different papers as well, a bit like we talked about earlier, where a 17-year-old um, kid um, brutally murdered a child of 14 years old only. Um, in, and, he, and it was quite bad. It was using sort of a hammer and another tool. Um, he'd, he'd led him into a parking lot and, um, and murdered him. And this sort of murder, for full disclosure... Um, UK not so big on murdering and stuff like that in terms of not to be rude about America but comparison to America's sort of the statistics sort of, cannot yeah, be so, denied okay <laughs> so this is this is a big deal when something like this, especially in this way you know mm-hmm. I mean sure people do die every day in this country as well but in a in a way like this happens in this story it's this is quite uncommon and the the big thing about this story is the pa- this is the parents as well not the not the actual child um, the parents. Um, actually cited the game as being the influence so they said they blamed the game that he played manhunt saying that the he was obsessed with it and he that's where the inspiration came from i don't believe that the 17 year old ever actually mentioned anything about the games but the court case fully from the from the newspaper they actually completely when it went to court they dismissed video games entirely saying the video games had nothing to do with it and that which is usually what happens when it gets to these cases anyway not in this country yeah yeah of course (laughs) but but that's generally in this country things like this are quite dismissed quite quickly and 
video games never i don't think they've ever gone to court apart from apart from when rockstar gets sued which is every week but so but, <laughs> but that's a different topic but, so, speaking um, of tabloids um yeah but um, uh yeah but right that this obviously hit but why this is a big deal is it hit when have you played hard. manhunt i have yeah i have it it's quite twisted it is yeah it, it's very dark and it is very gory and even if you play it today it's it's a it's actually not a bad game it's not a bad game but the content is shocking not so shocking as if you go in there and you're like let me see your worst like you're not going to be blown away but if you just play it like especially me when i played it like five years ago not knowing much about it and just was like uh looks like jason Voorhees is on the cover (laughs) and then you get about five hours in you're like holy shit It's, I mean, it's a, it's a game where it's kill or be killed. I mean, to the yeah. simplest point, uh, with it's stealth mechanics, right. which makes it even kind of creepier because it's kind of first degree at that point. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very up top, but this did get a strict 18 certificate on it. It was banned right on the front of the cover as well. Um, but it hit the press hard over here it, in multiple press papers as well. Um, but a lot of them saying like, oh, what are video games properly censored? Blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. it did actually lead the game to be banned. <laughs> so they stopped printing it over here. Um, and, you know, it stopped becoming available. So making it quite rare. And then when the sequel rolled around, Manhunt 2, it was actually banned temporarily over in this country until they heavily censored it and then they did re-release it. But when it was re-released, nobody gave a fuck about that game. <laughs> so Yeah, spoilers, it's not a good game. I do have anyway. an uncensored version of that game though. Yeah. It's not very good anyway, but um, No, but, the but, test to kill does not make it any better, um, sadly. But but that it was a huge deal for over here because this is probably one of the most infamous stories that and I think this was I think it's two thousand four I need to get the date back up again but um, I'll just get that quickly but but yeah but that that was a huge deal over there and that's probably when the it really the it really hit the press hard and and it really influenced people's opinion as well about sort of gamers and all oh, you know our gamers crazy yeah it is September September two thousand four. Um, you know, are gamers all psychopaths? Are they murderers and stuff like that? Or, you know, should, should kids be playing games? And it's, it, it spurred that whole argument, Fred, that you've probably heard multiple times about, you know... Never. Oh, I've never heard this <laughs> argument. What? Wait, people don't think that... You, people think that video games, violent video games, make for violent people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our very own Governor Schwarzenegger over in California, a man responsible for being in some of the most violent movies that the 1980s had to offer, had the balls to rally against this, saying, and I quote, I know, (laughs) that that violent movies and violent video games were different. Video games make you do stuff. Movies do not. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Next thing you know, they'll be blaming Marilyn Manson. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I and that happened in two thousand four, right? That's two thousand four. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess let's just drop the you know let's drop the big loads right there. Uh, I said testic kill regenerator. Rage, uh, there was a specific kill in Manhunt where you would take a knife and uh, slash it from underneath the gentleman up into his groin severing his testicles and they referred to it as the testic kill it was a take on words uh it was that and the plastic bag over the skull till he suffocates and i think he bashed his head in where the two censored kills in um manhunt and then they put a filter over every other kill in manhunt 2 sorry uh 
Yeah, I realize that the term test it kill is is dated now. People don't remember it anymore <laughs> because no one remembers that fucking game. Um, and good reason. It wasn't a great game. Um, well, let's let's drop the big one from America. Yeah. Everybody across the world, I'm guessing, but this may just be egocentrism on the fact of the United States, might remember a little town named Columbine, Colorado. And what has formerly been known in the history books as the Columbine Massacre. Um, for those not familiar, I won't dwell too much, although American journalists really had a good time pinpointing every square second of what happened in that tragedy. Um, it, it involves um, two young boys, uh, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Um, believe they were both 17. And they go on a in uh, on April twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. They go on a murderous rampage throughout Columbine High School, um, <clears throat> and uh, I apologize. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. It is just it's it kind of sucks to hear, um, which involved fifteen deaths and uh, twenty four non fatal injuries, twenty one of which were direct by gunfire. Um, the boys enter um, the high school at eleven ten a.m. Uh, just before setting off a bomb. Uh, two miles away uh, at 11 that goes off at 11:14 and uh, sends emergency vehicles looking for the bomb while they proceed to cascade through the school um, with some tech nines, a 995 carbine, a pump action shotgun, a double barreled sawed off, four knives, a glock, and uh, there might not have been a glock actually and 99 explosive devices including pipe bombs. Uh, they basically claimed to attack, um, various, uh, cliques and popular people in high school. Um, they did murder some people, uh, you know, 15 people, um, and, uh, eventually did, uh, rally everybody into the cafeteria or as many as they could and, uh, committed suicide. Um, of course they had a lot of problems. Um, these two boys, um, psychological, easily, easy to say they used antidepressants i don't know if that's really an indicator of much but uh they were social outcasts they were into guns they were uh you know into all kinds of forms of violence and that's why i say things like the violent movies which nobody paid any attention to <laughs> the violent music which i don't i guess music can be violent i as a metalhead i i find a hard time saying that yeah. it's necessarily violent but i'm sure it can be portrayed as such when you hear I don't know about Marilyn Manson as much as he kind of sounds like a wild, a whiny uh, social uh, advocate almost on uh, on anti-establishmentarianism of American culture circa 1990s. But uh, um, you know, you listen to Pantera and stuff; it's hard to argue. <laughs> um, and uh, and so they latched very much onto Marilyn Manson, and he gave his usual like oversimplified and very intelligent response and nobody paid any attention to him because it didn't give them anything they wanted um but the boys like to play violent video games and for some reason they thought doom <laughs> in 1993 was clearly the way they uh elicited their plans and they went on a rampage uh despite the fact that the boys weren't well regarded as advocate as hardcore gamers but i think the bigger point is it doesn't matter uh, basically, everybody wants to point their fingers at stuff like this, and it always ends up back to video games, and almost seemingly because video games are an interactive experience, right? So if you kill someone in Grand Theft Auto, you are capable of killing someone in the real world. 
and there will be a million studies that will prove and disprove this time and time again, including now, I think just last week, somebody sent me a new thing that says, hey, there's a new study that says violent video games don't cause people to kill people. And it's like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Wow, finally, wow. you did the one study that everybody's been waiting for. No, they just discredit it and they move on if you're against it and you use it to advocate if you're for it. Um, it was a tragedy. Um, it's unfortunate that various things get associated with it, but um, it, it stands to my personal opinion, and that does not mean it's right, uh, but my personal opinion is your behavior seeks out media. Media does not seek out behavior. Um, but, uh, you know, that could be whatnot. You, you will, if you want to, you know, pretend to go off and kill people, even if it is in the interest of actually going out and killing people, of which many more tragedies, including school tragedies, will continue in America on a pretty staggering basis down to, I think, this year we had one. Like, it's, it, that's how bad it is. It's so commonplace, I can't remember specifically what the last one was. Um, whereas that killing that you referred to in your country based off of Manhunt, I mean, I hear that rings true to most you know, uh, people who live in the United Kingdom, even today, if you were around, it's kind of one of those jarring stories you heard about, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, whereas I think Columbine is, I mean, it's, it's well known, but it's, it's still only known because it was the most, uh, the highest, you know, one of the highest body counts, but there have been many tragedies. Some I think that are worse since, and I'm not going to give them the time of day or the attention, that they, they, they don't really deserve. But this was the one that really got kind of linked to various forms of media, including video games. And uh, it's not good. And then there was some kid who survived the shooting who was friends with the boys who made Super Columbine Massacre RPG. Have you ever played this? Where oh, I've had that. replay yeah, the Columbine uh, shooting. You can play it. It was made in RPG Maker 3, I believe. Yeah, I, I played it. through it. Um, <laughs> I have two problems with it. One... Uh, he claims it gives you an understanding as to what the boys were going through. I don't think it does. I think there are ways to get that across. And I don't think that this was one of them. The second thing is it's kind of a shitty RPG. I mean, it was hard to know where to go. You know, these boys very well planned out their route and what they were going to do. That's not really the case uh, with this game. Uh, this game wants you to guess what you want to do next, and it basically assumes you have tracked the Columbine Massacre down to the minute, and I did not, and I did not have much interest in doing so. Uh, so there you go. But, yes, so that will get blamed for video games. Um, and, uh, and of course, uh, as a result, no video games were banned. No Marilyn Manson was banned. Uh, Marilyn Manson did cancel his concert in the area, though. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, no gun control laws were passed, because why would we do that in this country? <laughs> we have the second fucking amendment. Uh, anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, and so, uh, and, and clearly I am biased. I will be the first to admit that I am biased. Uh, I do think that people are allowed to carry firearms in my country. I don't think that the amount of guns people have uh, directly relates to their ability to shoot somebody because, well, let's face it, America is not necessarily the main country of stockpiling guns. There are many others that don't shoot themselves that have more guns than we do So, uh, in their citizens' hands. But we're getting up there. We're trying to uh, take them <laughs> on and, and win. Um, but it, it just kind of is one of many steps, uh, one step that started in 1993, and I don't know if we want to get into this right now, but um, but that uh, 
that kind of speaks to uh, the ongoing urge to censor video games or uh, you know ban video games in our country uh, in the interest of civ- uh, uh, of protecting the children. children. And very much so, video games children. are a child's thing, even now when you talk to you know uh, senators. But that's again because there is you can't you, most people aren't old enough to grow up with video games, you know. And uh, and the only person who's really spoken about it that I know of was Barack Obama, uh, and he really didn't take a side with it. He was just like, "Well, video games happened," and everyone's like, "You know, everybody hates him anyway." Apparently, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Um, but how about you guys? Do you guys have a lot of legislature against uh, against violent video games? Other than, I mean, you guys do have, I believe, it's government sanctioned, isn't it? Your well, Peggy system. Know. Well, yeah, the Peggy system is, but I believe that's changing. Uh, it's, it's always changing um, because the well, we talked about this before, didn't we? When we did our um, we did our rating sort of podcast, yes. we talked about our sort of board. But um, yeah, the the um, the Peggy. There's two. We have the Peggy system. We have the British Board of Film Classification system. So they're two kind of separately, and they're not government controlled either. So I think there's. There was kind of there. I think there was a little bit of government influence from the Peggy because it's European. It's not just the UK. It's for all of Europe now. <laughs> so gotcha. it's kind of considered its own sort of thing. But I, be- I believe that sometimes when these um, events happen, you do get like again we're going back to the whole press thing. Press report or should the government have more sort of say in how <laughs> video games are censored? <laughs> which is always like. Oh dear. I think it's interesting you mentioned earlier, Fred, as well. I think that really nails it, especially with Columbine, which was quite early. People forget that video games as a whole are still quite early in the industry. And a lot of these older people in the news still are kind of, they're not quite sure to make of video games, really, when they're reporting right. on it. Because it is to them, especially to the older generation, and even people, because there are people even of our age that don't really give a don't care about video games. No, I so, mean, you can grow, you can grow out of them or they weren't part of your uh you know both things could happen and again we've already got a new generation right Uh, everybody who i know who's a gamer i laugh whenever they go i don't get this whole minecraft shit and i'm like ha see you're exactly who you used to complain about (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah and and again in our country, the only—I mean—it it kept going, keeps going on. And if you want the in-depth story, yeah, definitely go back and listen to our ratings episode. But Senator Joe Lieberman and Senator Herb Cole, Herb Cole, sorry, I did the British translation of that. Uh, decided to uh, um, uh, go after video games starting in December '93 and go to the Congress and uh, um, uh, and if if no better. Uh, example that they just didn't understand what the fuck they were talking about or, or even what a video game was. Like the, the, like you said, the very concept of a video game mostly lost to them that they had to find an analog and the closest thing was movies. Um, is that concept that Night Trap was even up for debate? Night Trap should be a, I think it's safely an E for everyone game, but it will never be because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, um, having said that, uh, you know, it's just been sought after Hillary Rodham Clinton. She wanted to uh, allow government censorship or banning of video games. Uh, there have been many others. Um, I think the big deal was, yeah, in 1994, um, the Chicago Tribune covered uh, the video game violence and stuff. Uh, and I thought it was very funny that they chose to cover 
um, the way that Sega and Nintendo took punches at each other when they should be def- working together to defend their games against uh, the big government, but instead they got into a pissing match. I thought that was great that that was the angle that the Chicago <laughs> Tribune took, which to me was kind of interesting because you almost think that that reporter might have been an advocate for video games or at least seen the value in them versus what was happening. Um, so... But, uh, yeah, so th- this is kind of the early beginning. And, I mean, it's so pathetic in our country. There was a, you know, there was a story of where, like, a teenage boy beat up a, 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 a teenage kid who was over at his yeah. girlfriend's house, beat up her seven-year-old brother or something, beat him to death in 2004 or in 2009 even. And he blamed Mortal Kombat from 93. And it's like, oh, come on. Uh, yeah. He said they were trying to impersonate what happened in Mortal Kombat. I was like, at exactly what point does a 19-year-old lose the ability to process where the stopping grounds are for that? Not to mention, it's such a blatant bullshit answer. Mm. Next, I'm going to jump off the Grand Canyon and say I thought I was jumping into a pit like Mario Brothers and see if it'll <laughs> fly. It probably will, too. Uh, but uh, anyway... <laughs> Um, so I guess we'll, we'll move on, but any other negative, uh, stuff you want to talk about? Well, I mean, GTA, GTA, GTA is an interesting one because I mean, I heard a recent, there's a a recent rumor, but this has not been confirmed. I've been trying to find proof of this. Apparently, um, a lot of GTA's negative press is actually created by Rockstar. So I believe it. It makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. Um, what do they care? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, especially if you truly don't believe GTA causes behavior, really, what do you care? All it does is make the game more enticing to children. I mean, the the hot coffee thing hit the UK in the papers, and I just thought that was ridiculous. Well, but see, that's the thing. There was, like, a a news report where they talked about hot coffee, you know, because Hillary Clinton was on there and saying, ban the video games, the pornography. And she doesn't talk like this, but that's what she's going to get for a voice. Ban the video game, the pornography. I cannot believe the sanction. (laughs) Maybe somewhere in there she probably had a problem with the fact that they were interracial relationships, but that's just me being judgmental. Um... But uh, <laughs> but they said that, and then they took a bunch of parents aside and showed them the hot coffee scene. I know. And parents were losing their shit. They were laughing. They thought it was hilarious. Um, do, I don't know if – do you know who John Davison is? Okay. He hails from your country. Uh, but he came over to America and ran a bunch of our magazines. Uh, and he kind of ran EGM in the early days. Uh, or in the in some of the glory days of the early '90s, and then took over the One Up Network uh, before uh, passing that torch to James Milky and Dan Shu. Um, and he went off and made a company called for a short time called What They Play, and it was all about uh, being a parent's guide for video games. And uh, they did a they did a case study where um, you know they they discovered that the the parents didn't really know what you could do. Or even bared a concept of what Grand Theft Auto was. But they were pretty sure that this whole having sex with hookers, killing them and taking their money, was something you could do. Mm. And and no parent's going to go on record and say that that's okay, nor do you really want your child exposed to that. But they just, they couldn't grasp the concept. And unless you get someone to play a video game, and I think that's a... Frankly, that's a far stretch for parents. 
I am not. I'm going to be very reluctant to get into some of the media my daughter is already interested in at three. Um, I'm probably more open minded because I'm a gamer, but I don't expect the American public to be, and I don't know that I am, so I can't even say that. Um, but I can see where parents just you just don't know. But that little bit is all you need to see to know what you don't want to be seen, you know. And uh, in the in the early 2000s, I mean, Grand Theft Auto 3 was up there with pot and booze and sex as to the three things, four things you didn't want your kid doing, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's an it's an interesting thing. I, I and it's 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 lost much of yeah. its push because I've not played it. But I did pre-order the PS4 version. I hear GTA V takes content to a whole new fucking level. Well, it's funny you mention that because I know what you mean as well. I've, I heard the same things with um, with GTA V. That apparently there's there's graphics of new well, not really graphic, but you know, what I mean, there's there's at least full frontal nudity that's quite detailed. I mean, there is last... a four. There's a dick. <laughs> but the funny thing is, though, Fred, is it is in this country. They never reported on it. I, I never saw a single publication moan about well, the. Your country's a little more open-minded about sex than my. I know, but country. they did go mental about the hot coffee thing. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Yeah, that I don't. That that kind of proves the disconnect that I was talking about. Boobs uh, is okay, but um, well, dry humping, no. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, that's another thing I've never understood, and maybe you can help me. You know, in yep. your opinion, do you think that uh, Europe, or at least specifically um, England, uh, do you guys uh, – is it nudity you don't have a problem with, sex, or both? That's where – because a lot of people yeah. like to combine nudity and sex, and they are that's different. A nude girl in front of my teenage son, and I don't have a teenage son just in case people think, <laughs> uh, is a lot less uh, – you know, my my teenage son seeing a nude girl on television is a completely different scenario than my son, 15-year-old son, having sex with a nude girl um, in terms of what I find acceptable. Uh, That's a good point, yeah. Now, I think it's the sex that is more controversial than the actual nudity. Okay. Definitely. And that nudity is not – I don't, don't I think so. I don't think it's generally considered a big deal. Because you guys really can put boobs on TV, can't you? Well, it's in. It's on. Page, there's page three over here, which is um, on the on some newspapers. There's a there's a topless woman on the third page of the newspaper. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. We should indoctrinate that over here. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. Again, the the age old joke is you can't show a pair of boobs in America unless someone's sawing them off with a chainsaw. I think I've okay. said that on this show before, <laughs> before. and it, and it, it's it's no less true uh, now. You know, um, we love violence over here. Although we're starting to get to the rest of the world because the rest of the world seems to be a little more into violence than sex uh, as the as this as time goes on as well. Um, I'm seeing more countries having a problem with sex over violence. So, um, but hey. And Fortingard says God of War has tits and uh, on every female thing in it, and Kratos' silky man boobs are almost spraying <laughs> testosterone all the day. That's absolutely true, but you know what? Somehow, God of War never gets much of it. Maybe it's the cheeky mentality it takes, plus it's Roman mythology, and they were all heathens back yes. then anyway. <laughs> and it's not real, damn it. <laughs> Even the monsters have boobs in that. Yeah, it's all the weird <laughs> arguments, but uh, it, it's absolutely true. Um and and there there are many other examples, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Anyway, uh, well, we should probably get on to since we've only got yeah. half an hour. We should probably get on to actual uh, news stories. But yeah, of course, <laughs> this would happen. 
Well, but we got it off on the diatribe of violence in oh, video yeah. games and stuff now, so we can just blow that away. Uh, anything else you want to say about gaming being bad? I know you got some tabletop shit in here, but... Well, game, get, it's, it's the parents' fault, clearly. <laughs> it's the... Blame everybody. That's what, that's what they say, Just they? blame everybody. <laughs> it's everyone's fault. It's the victim's fault. It's the killer's fault. It's the parents' fault. It's the media's fault. Just blame everybody, and eventually you guys can all be in the same fucking courtroom together. I'm just being uh, but, sarcastic for disclosure to oh, chat. It's, it's just the it's the mentality of let's blame something, and it's just uh, yep, it's just <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, we'll move on to and oh. yet Milo doesn't get released. Can you believe that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. So that's enough of probably the, the, the negative news stories. I mean, I mean, we might touch on some things that have sort of negative relations to them, but at least that's, that we're done with the massacre stuff now. So um, yes. we'll move on completely. Now it's more lighthearted and funny. There will be some more massacre later, but it will be kind of because <laughs> we're going to talk about the Gizmondo. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, the one that I was going—I might as well throw this one in here straight away. But this is a um, shameless plug of—I did an article on Gaming History 101, which is called Tetris Age, which was related to um, articles that related to sort of video game research. We did touch on this just a bit earlier about um, you know, like the, the, the when Fred said no shit when they did the research that proves video game violence doesn't make you a mass murderer. <laughs> but but so, there's also plenty that say it does. So <laughs> and, there, and there is, yeah, there's both ways, but. The, the ones that I'm touching on here, and I did an article about this, um, where, um, is there's there's a lot of research that kind of goes into the subject of things like depression, um, addiction, which is really interesting because there's... I've actually recently, just today, I read a, a separate article that was actually comparing video games to heroin. So it well, interesting. it's interesting. It's it's kind of the... Uh, well, I, fi- I found it interesting because I took some a friend of mine to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous one day. Yeah. And it's fantastic how all they talk about is how terrible and horrible addiction is, and it it brings you down. Yet no one is allowed to tell you you're not supposed to smoke or drink exorbitant amounts of coffee while you're there. So it's kind of the age-old joke of, I got off heroin by getting on crack. Well, what happens when you get addicted to the crack? Well, I haven't figured that out yet. That's why I'm back in the in the in the pen. You know, it's it's that age-old joke. Absolutely. So, but um, one of the regular, at least that I find over at least over in the UK, that it, this is more internet news. I'll be honest, but it's a regular hit on the internet, and it's and it's the BBC website regularly reports on this is um, like new research and particularly stuff that's helping people um, with problems like like depression and um, more importantly disability as well. So people have got. Um, I mean, there was a recent article about. I was actually going to post this on the Facebook page. I'll, I'll probably do that at a later day. Uh, about a guy that was um, making like controllers specifically for people with one hand and stuff. Um, you know, so it's reporting kind of positive news and um, innovations in technology. Um, and this is it's it's kind of ex- it seems to be exclusive to the internet over here. I rarely see it in the actual papers. Maybe because people don't really they don't think it's going to sell papers or anything. Um, but it's it's an interest it's an interesting difference really the 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 internet's certainly more open to reporting kind of the more you know the the more varied research as opposed to where the papers seem to they're, they're only going to report on it if it's something that's kind of like specifically negative well it's probably it's readership though to be honest yeah. with you um you're more likely to get the eyes of people who will care yeah on the internet, yeah i'd agree so. And, like, and, probably, and in all fairness, these these bits that I'm referencing here are usually localized in like the technology section or something like that. 
Um, like so most of the articles I referenced here, like the like in Tetris Aid, most of them are from the BC website, and they're specifically on the tab that says technology there. So you know, mm-hmm. you're not you won't you won't find them on the main page. You might you might do if it's the if it's like the slowest day ever. <laughs> it's just like it's so. <laughs> but you know, um, well, they, well I, was about to, I was about to reference there was a story that made like the the, the main page, and it was a completely pointless that was gaming related. But oh, that's I, fantastic! That was the China thing. That was it because you know China, they they actually put it on the main page that China's Xbox One release was delayed. I was like, who cares? <laughs> just, what? <laughs> no! <laughs> did, did, does everybody know they just got the PS2 like last month? I know, yeah. Like, <laughs> but. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I've seen those, and uh, and again, I think the problem is is that uh, you know, and it, this is not just for video games. It's just like um, you know, Stephen Hawking was like a thing for like two weeks, and then nobody cared about disability anymore. You know, yeah. and sometimes you get jumps of it. The ice bucket challenge is is a recent one, yeah, which cool. despite some of its backlash, for the most part, was a positive thing across the mm-hmm. the country. But again. <sighs> If it's not depressing, nobody wants to read about it. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we we relish in depressing news only over here. Apart from it's, apart from it's about war, then yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 it's like... But it's it's always cool to see. And again, usually when I see it covered in a mainstream area, I'm like, yeah, Europe. <laughs> but uh, although there was a time in America where we were covering stuff, and you kind of talk about this, which was. Um, well, first, there was, uh, in the late 70s, there were records, uh, high scores. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man fever, I believe, was a term. And um, if you want to hear their story, uh, Twin Galaxies was a big deal. We did a podcast about Twin Galaxies um, called, like, the high score capital of the universe or whatever. Uh, you can check it out. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, for a short time, arcade gamers were celebrities. So, uh, and, uh, well, I don't want to take a lot of your thunder away, but, you know, obviously Billy Mitchell scores the perfect Pac-Man game. Um, he hits Donkey Kong. Now, because a King of Kong hit it big, but I think that's part of, um, uh, uh, the movie media, then the Donkey Kong fight did get some more attention, but now yeah. it, it doesn't get it's as much. Off completely. But, Nobody uh, cares about the new guy. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but Time Magazine did cover Twin yeah. Galaxies and all these uh, high score players of arcade games and, and things like that uh, in, I think, 1980 it was, where you can see a, uh, a young, snarky 22-year-old uh, Billy Mitchell with mm-hmm. a uh, a comb mustache. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is where a lot of these guys came. And I think uh, I think that was a good part of the time. But, again, at that time, it was seen more as, like, a phenomenon or a hobby uh, rather than kind of what it's become now. Um, definitely wasn't the quite the industry that it became. Um, and uh, while we're on that topic, let's talk real quick about E.T., Yep. Um, so, in September 1983, the Almagordo Daily News in New Mexico reports 10 to 20 semi-trucks dumping carts in, uh, from an El Paso, Texas warehouse into the desert. The article suggests E.T., Pac-Man, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Defender, and Berserk were among those buried. 
A follow-up article on September 28th reports that kids were looting the dump for games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we later did discover just this year, although I thought it was always known. I even read the Snopes on it. And even Snopes was like, yeah, it's pretty likely until the dig up. Um, but on September 28th, 1983, the New York Times reports these happenings, but wasn't specific about what was in there other than a bunch of carts got dumped in the desert. And then to further prevent the grave robbing and for fear of injury coming to these kids, the landfill was covered over in cement. It was dug up on a, on a documentary that I guess we'll release shortly in uh, E.T. the Porno. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, Oh, I, and I know that, far, far, uh, sorry, Farnia is, is it Farina? I think it's Farina. Anyway, uh, is saying, uh, you don't have to just read American journalists. Foreign sources are just a click away. Well, yes. Uh, I, I don't really read more than just kind of an overarching news nowadays, and it's not just, uh, <laughs> yes, and I do know the, one of the official languages is, uh, English. I, I read a lot of foreign press, but, uh, anyway, um, but I am inundated with ours. But uh, anyway, um, so so it did enter the press for fun reasons, but it's like they buried a bunch of carts. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, um, what do you want to talk about next, Mister Gemelias? Well, I was gonna say we we also we we mentioned the um, ET um, cart burial in a few of the news stories, obviously following that um, reveal of the both the from the landfill <laughs> yes <laughs> that I did a documentary but I, I, I my take I oh. thought that it was it was common law Farina. I thought that thank you <laughs> so that's been corrected the easy but, uh, way to pronounce it yes I was trying too hard <laughs> anyway I, I, it, it, the whole I don't know where this whole thing that it was a myth came from I thought that it was quite well documented that they had buried these cards yeah and it was oh, just well. they didn't so, they had to get rid of them they printed more than they uh, sold yeah E.T. does look like a scrotum. I gotta give you that. Uh, and, and there's something going on with that finger. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna take this any further. But, uh, <laughs> so. Do we have a new story that links to games and porn somewhere? <laughs> I wish I had one, but, uh, no. Um, I'm sure there's a Custer's Revenge story somewhere out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, Ray Play getting born. Uh, banned but oh, i don't God. think that uh, any country really allows you know a game where you rape people to be socially acceptable be them cartoons or not um <laughs> it's kind of right up there with well i guess we allow murder on a regular basis but suddenly we're going to draw the line there but i'm okay drawing the line there um because uh, i don't think you can get rid of murder in games anymore the whole concept of games is things living and dying but uh, hey uh so uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I could I could tell the Gizmondo story if you wanted yeah, me to. Yeah, I think we should do the Gizmondo one. Okay. That's great. So there's the Gizmondo <laughs> story. So if you don't know, Bo Stefan Eriksson uh, becomes the CEO of Gizmondo European Inc. And Carl Freer, owner of Gizmondo European Inc., team up to make the most ridiculous all-in-one cellular device on the market, which turned out to, in fact, be a money laundering scheme and was never actually to come out. Uh, the, it was predominantly going to be in Europe, but there were going to be kiosks in America. Um, it apparently was a GPS cell phone. Actually, it was the earliest version of the smartphone nowadays, and it also had a gaming division. Um, 
But here's what really happened with the Gizmondo, or rather <laughs> yes. the Rocky Ride that has nothing to do with the Gizmondo. Basically, both of these men were wanted in England and Sweden for several crimes, organized crimes, I should point out, that the pair fled to Los Angeles, California. Then, on February 21st, 2006, Erickson crashed an Enzo Ferrari, which was valued at over $2 million on the Pacific Coast Highway. Los Angeles Times reported the car was suspected to be traveling over 162 miles an hour when it hit the embankment just outside Malibu, splitting the car in half. For those of you across the pond, that's roughly 200 kilometers per hour. (laughs) I want to say it's more than that. Maybe it's 220. Anyway. At the scene, Erickson and Irish-American Trevor Carney gave a statement that the vehicle belonged to a friend named Dietrich, Dietrich, uh, who was also driving and apparently dashed off post-impact. No witness or investigation could turn up anything about Dietrich. Additionally, Carney claimed to have not been in the car at all, instead claiming he was in a Mercedes SLR McLaren that was racing the Ferrari uh, (laughs) (laughs) Enzo. Uh, whom the driver and owner fled after Carney got out to check on the passengers of the Ferrari post-wreck. Investigators were pretty sure this was all false, as the LA Times later reported, that Erickson's cut lip location was consistent with blood found in the deployed driver's side airbag, uh, and that a videotape shot from the passenger side was allegedly captured and kept by Carney existed and showed the car getting up to nearly 200 miles an hour before the crash. They were probably drunk as balls and didn't want the DUI to boot. Apparently, Erickson flashed a fake San Gabriel Valley Transit Authority badge. They were like an L.A. public transport for elderly citizens. Claiming he was the deputy commissioner and Carney asked a nearby transporter to use his car phone and in doing so stashed a magazine and a Glock pistol in the car. (laughs) Eventually, the actual San Gabriel commissioner was questioned and later charged for perjury in the case. Uh, and Homeland Security started to take interest in Erickson. On March 29, 2006, LAPD pull over Nicole Person, Erickson's fiance, for driving an unregistered SLR McLaren. <laughs> but since European cars can legally be imported to the U.S., Without U.S. registration, and she had no record, she was let go. It would later be discovered that two McLarens and two Enzos were illegally imported and part of a high-dollar theft claim in England that involved um, uh, both uh, Ericsson and Freer. Next up, (laughs) April 8th, 2006, the L.A. Times report that Erickson's been arrested on a handful of charges, including embezzlement, grand theft auto, cocaine possession, drunk driving, and carrying an unregistered firearm. He faced 14 years and somehow pleaded out of all of it. Wow. (laughs) On April 26th, Carl Freer is taken into custody on charges of impersonating a police officer, perjury, and gun charges from a discovery of multiple illegal firearms on his yacht. Next up, the LA Times reports on May 9th that the San Gabriel Authority is shaken down. Seized guns, fake badges, and an undercover police car packed with weapons are seized. Somewhere in this, Carney's arrested, but I couldn't find those news stories. (laughs) And then finally, Erickson goes on trial, and on November 3rd, 2006, the LA Times shockingly reports a mistrial was determined in the case because the jury could not overcome a 10-2 verdict discussion after almost a week of deliberation. He has incredible counsel 
as well that included Jim Parkman, his partner William White, and Alec Rose, all well known for getting rich criminals off. You can look them up. Their records speak for themselves. Uh, prosecutors in L.A. County were about to retry Erickson for his crimes when they plead, when they got him to plead to a three-year sentence for two embezzlement counts, one gun charge. He avoided any other counts and agreed to be deported after serving his years. We wanted him the fuck out of our country. <laughs> yeah. Erickson served less than two years, uh, getting released on June 21st, 2008. He was deported to Sweden and was last heard being held on various organized crime charges he faced in that country. I'd really like to hear from our one or two that I know of Swedish uh, listeners to know if there ever was any more follow-up on Ericsson. Um, For those looking him up, it's Bo, B-O, Stefan, S-T-E-F-F-A-N, Ericsson, E-R-I-C-S-S-O-N. Interesting story. <laughs> and in relation news, the Gizmondo sucks. <laughs> the Gizmondo did suck. It only came out in a couple uh, instances. Mostly it was press people and a handful of Brits who got their hands on yeah. it. Um, it was never actually seen in kiosks out here. Like You could pre-order it, but it just never came in. Um, and there are a lot of games you can play on it. There is a emulator where you can see that the games are terrible, but... It had great names such as Mother May I Please Mow the Lawn and Sticky Balls. <laughs> Sticky Balls, yeah. And, uh, and then Colors, which was all about gang warfare on the hard streets, including when you went to prison, you could uh, get raped. Uh, fun times <laughs> in the old town tonight. Uh, so, hey. So. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was a fun one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. As those stories kept pouring out, if you didn't catch it, that was basically a tale told over about two months, and it was really hilarious because he kept making the news. Like, you couldn't keep it out of the news. It's like, by the end of it, the articles in the LA Times are like, as you're probably aware, they're making some <laughs> fucking cell phone <laughs> that also plays video games. So, um, there was also, and I forgot to look it up, but there was also an engage thing uh, where... They were like, Nokia's getting in on it. Our video game oh, is next that. craze, yeah. you know? And then the taco phone came out and nobody liked it. Oh, I just I did actually, before the show, I looked up of the Engage article, the AA Engage article in the early days where it was like they were all thought touting it as being the next big thing. Yeah, every, well, because Nokia did it. So everybody was like, oh, yeah. my God. You know, I can still find unlocked Engages out here for like 40 bucks. And I've been thinking about picking one up because I think you can just put the games... Yeah. on an SD card and they'll play. I've always wanted to see how terrible they are. Well, if you get the, like, there's there's two models of the Engage. If you get the original one, you have to literally rip the battery out just to put the games into it. So. Yes. Yeah, so no, get the Q2 or whatever it was. Yeah, the Model 2, yeah. But uh, anyway. Um, all right. Yep. Well, I only have one more, so uh, why don't you uh, get out anything you want to talk about? Well, Linking it to the Engage, I, I was I was going to kind of mention that the time when games really hit the press a lot is when consoles launch, really. Yeah. E- even if it's small, like you can, even the Engage got closure. <laughs> it got it got news. It got news, which is it, everyone knows that. Oh, that. and if you go look it up on YouTube, watching reporters try to yeah. pretend that it's normal to carry a phone that way is fucking great yeah. <laughs> the best part i've seen there's like a video of like one of the news probably like putting it to their ear or so and they're not even putting it there properly like supposed to be they're like putting like the handset to their face so they haven't been told how to use it because they're supposed to like tilt it like on the side um but yeah but it's, it's amusing to watch there's loads there's loads of footage on youtube and all that um but yeah the 
I think there's no console probably got the most um, exposure and use than the Wii did. I think in oh, terms yeah. of all the console launches, we sold that for like two years. <laughs> Yeah, for that reason as well. For multiple reasons, it hit the news. One was it, it you couldn't find it. <laughs> it was just yeah. it was impossible to find, even in this country as well. Um, secondly, is that it was one of the first consoles where I think everybody was on board with it, at least over yeah. here. Like, yeah, well, everybody yeah, loved everyone it. got it. Everyone mm. got it, you know, unlike the, these other ones, uh, you know, like Grand Theft Auto. Like, you take one look at the PlayStation controller and you're like, no. We, everyone understood. You showed someone playing tennis. Okay, I get that. And they all said, like, oh, yeah, grandma can play. Yeah, <laughs> right? That was the big deal is getting grandma up. No more Jack know. Daniels uh, <laughs> on the sofa for grandma this Christmas. We're going to get her up and play. Get off your ass. Yeah, come on, grandma. Oh, Jesus, put the whiskey down and get up here. But, uh, and it's just so like people know, my grandmother does not drink whiskey, but I've always wanted <laughs> one that did. So if you've got a whiskey tote and grandma, please send her to my house for Thanksgiving. We'll have her on as a guest. There you <laughs> so go. It'd be fantastic. Um, the yeah, Wii is but... a stupid console. No, it's not. We loved it. Uh, Me and Trees talked about how great the Wii is. It's It got probably the most sort of free press as well. I mean, like the this press sold the Wii for Nintendo pretty yes. much. Because they were selling it as a healthy thing, something that you know, it, oh, it, it was great fish. for kids. Oh, great! So you got for kids, kids off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> you got everyone moving. You got everyone joining in. Go buy Mad World and Manhunt Two today. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fun for the whole family. Oh, that's brilliant! But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't quite pull that back with the Wii U, did it? Nope. No, no, yeah, not so much. Not... Oh, it's so funny. Grandma so... doesn't get the Wii U. <laughs> so I remember the I remember BBC covering the Wii U, and they were saying that how oh the Wii U is going to blow everybody away. It's the it's the Wii, but like better. Much like the <laughs> Engage, like... everyone's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, let's see how we play this. Uh... Oh dear, that's Bill, always... this is just too fucking big. What am I supposed to do with it? Just play it off, Janet. We have to do the story. Okay. I think the problem with the Wii U, I'm not talking about the problem with the Wii U, but the problem with the press, I should say, with the Wii U, was that everybody had a Wii, and that, as most people know, the majority of people that brought the Wii are not gamers, right. and they don't care about a follow-up. They, they're they happy with the Wii, and in fact, most people that brought the Wii didn't even buy another game, they just had Wii Sports. Right, my dad <laughs> to this day owns a Wii with Wii Sports, and Wii Play to get his free controller. Yeah, and so that that's it and he didn't get we fit because well let's face it that's for pansies and girls <laughs> is that what he said so, my yeah. dad's kind of an alpha male <laughs> yeah, my dad would probably play we fit though with a beer in his hand and that's pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome um, i would have loved to get a that, picture that of that would sell the wii U. <laughs> wouldn't it wouldn't it uh but uh anyway um Oh, I do want to talk about one, and, and yeah. you put it in here, so hopefully you can give a little background, but even just talking about it I think is great, was the man who decided to live after playing Oddworld on the PS1. Yeah. Uh, do you want to add anything to it? By the way, there's this wonderful discussion where everyone's debating and thanking people for uh, various things in Sweden. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we're running out of time, otherwise I would get involved. But So, uh, yeah. So the old world story, I'm going to put this in briefly. There's a bit more depth to it than that. Is, um, basically, there's a story, this is in the UK as well, mm-hmm. um, of a an old gentleman. Who, sadly, his wife basically passed away. And um, he basically wants to go on like one wild ride 
um, before he killed himself, basically. Um, he, like, sold... I think he sold his house. He brought a PlayStation 1 just for the hell of it. Just for the sort of, fuck it. Um, he did sort of... There was quotes that he sort of just went wild, pretty much. <laughs> you know, just... Uh, and um, and he was criminally de- he, well he quite was, he was very depressed of course for the the loss and he, he brought PlayStation One and um, this is in the story they consider this quite an uncommon thing because he was over sixty and stuff that you know old people buying Playstations right. um, and he brought Oddworld with it just on a whim and apparently there's this famous um, this this story is also re- did you ever see the documentary Moral Combat Fred uh, remember yes, that I did. yes moral it's, it's referenced in yeah. that yeah moral combat not mortal combat but he, it's actually it's, a good documentary it yeah, used to good. be on netflix i know it's on youtube now yeah it's free so, it's, yeah. it's easy to find as well but the, the, the point of it was is that the guy just like he, he picked up odd world with it and he played it and he ended up really really enjoying it and he he actually wrote a letter to the developers of um what, what they call okay I, they just said it unfortunately level one i feel bad now but uh, just add water or something yeah just um, add water sorry i know it. them uh well they're i'm not, a huge odd world fan yeah so. yeah me too me, me too i feel that's why i feel a bit bad for forgetting but um they so yeah, they wrote a letter he wrote a letter yeah <laughs> he wrote a letter specifically to them citing the um that that game saved his life and that he decided not to kill himself just from playing odd world aids odyssey the first one <laughs> which is I'm, I'm surprised not to be a dick but that that game because that game is hard <laughs> so it it very much is um but uh but yeah i uh well and and actually the biggest reason i know just add water is because uh lauren landing actually uh did a, a call out for some questions about uh odd world um uh randomly while he was checking on some stuff on the PSN and he had some some regular questions and then some questions about like how uh, everything worked in the US store and I answered a bunch of those questions to him yeah. on Twitter and he I think he follows me actually on Twitter now but occasionally we talk um and uh he asked me a question I never answered which was did I buy the new and tasty edition of Odd World <laughs> Lauren, thirty bucks. It's a little steep, uh, yeah. but I'll get to it. It's but, steep uh, for just that. For that, I have to say. Um, I can't actually say that. I've not played it, but uh, but and and it's probably a steal because I would have gladly, you know, I I paid fifty bucks without thinking about it when the game originally came out. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but you know, it was a little tough for me to take at that moment. Uh, although I hear it's great. I hear it's totally worth it. So yeah, forty two like one prices it. Yeah. A lot of people do. Uh, it looks great. I can say that from playing a demo, a preview demo. Um, it looks fantastic. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I waste my money on such arbitrary. I, I love how I'm sitting here talking this shit after admitting earlier <laughs> on this show that I spent $35 to import uh, Remake, which I have just behind me on the shelf. So, you know what? Actually, fuck what I say. Just if you want it, buy it. <laughs> So, but I do love a story like that. Um, that's why he actually uh, decided to, to to live because he died so many times as Abe. He just <laughs> yeah. didn't have to worry about it anymore. Because uh, I've never beaten the original Oddworld. Right. Never. Never. never, never. So, um, all right. Well, I guess we'll wrap up. I don't know if there's any VGO tonight. I don't think there is. I don't even know how people know this stuff by this point. But uh, then again, uh, I'm doing my show when Ryan, when uh, John and and Matt and uh, Michelle are tweeting out about the show. So, hey, there you go. Uh, But real quick, Mm -hmm. I wanted to wrap up with um, 
some people who don't get it, and then some who do. Uh, so, the last one is the kids arrested over the classic question mark block prank. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, um, five teenage girls, age 16 to 17, in Ravenna, Ohio, created a Super Mario Brothers question mark block they saw instructions on how to make at quants.com. Quants is spelled Q-W-A-N-T-Z.com. I think it's still... Um, uh, it's. I think it's still on t- uh, on the online. I guess I could check it out real quick. But it was a craft site, and it taught you how to make things. And one of those was, um, oh, now it's dinosaur comics. So I guess that's maybe it is. I anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, it was a site that taught you how to make stuff. And one of those things was, uh, and there is an archive here, so I bet it's in there somewhere. Teaches you how to make a uh, question mark block. Um, from Super Mario Brothers. Uh, this was in 2006. And yes, it still is in their archive. Anyway, uh, they spread 17 of these question mark blocks, which were basically empty cardboard boxes with the, you know, traditional foil wrapped and Mario question mark block on them. Uh, they spread them in major town areas, each being uh, on April 1st, 2006 as a joke. Apparently one left on the steps of a church and I put, of course, it's not to attack religious people, but it's always, it's always when you start effing with the church that somebody takes notice. Um, well, cause usually these churches don't care. You know, I mean, if it's an actual bomb, sure, but usually the church is not who overreacts. It's a random citizen who is like too eager, interested in the church that goes, Oh my God. Um, anyway, cause enough concern. Over it being a bomb that authorities got involved. Once one of the girls heard, they went to the police station and confessed to the prank after hearing it was causing fear. As a result, the police chief stated he would be filing charges against the teenagers. Fortunately, on April 7, 2006, the Ravenna Record Courier, whose online database doesn't appear to go that far back anymore. I had to look up on GameSpot. Uh, reported, but GameSpot had the official reporting. It's just the link they had was broken because the Ravenna... Record Courier did not archive that far back. Uh, reported that the girls could not be or would not be charged along with this statement from the Portage County Prosecutor, Victor V. Vigluici. Vigluici. I do not believe that they had any bad or malici- malicious intentions. Dot, dot, dot. The girls were not thinking about the consequences of their actions in this day and age. And so I think that's kind of the... The wrap-up to this is maybe that's how it should be handled. If you must do public outcry, you never can be too safe nowadays. And maybe pranks like this should not exist. But when it is a harmless prank and they do come forth and the chaos all subsides, even if you react poorly at first, the fact that they could go back and go, we're not going to charge these girls. They need to be acutely aware of what they do and let this be a lesson to everybody, but we're also going to acknowledge this for what it is. And I think somewhere in there may be what we could all learn about how to handle this shit in the future. Rest assured, though, that's not how it's going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Any final notes on uh, news? No, no, I think there's there's so many. We've only scratched the surface. There's news. There's so many news stories um, raised to on this topic and even in a way i I was going to slightly mention that um news stories have really evolved now because obviously back in when we were going right back earlier to the sort of the 90s 
um, gaming news was very much just localized to either the magazines or when it was negative in, in the news. Right. But now, obviously, we, as Fred mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast, we now have websites that just dedicate to news daily on gaming. Um, so, you know, but obviously they're more... And they don't focus on the negative. They're pretty no, much no, all yeah. over the place. <laughs> I mean, they use, they do focus on the negative um, to shit on it when it's you know when it's something that's not worth. So look at this about. bullshit that the news decided <laughs> to cover again. Yeah, no. fucking always blaming us for everything. And sometimes their articles they worse. Yeah, they just, do. Just they be, fuel. Yeah, but you know, oh well. But it, it, it's it's a different. It's almost like we've created our own kind of news medium now. The um, people that are interested in the hobby, um, but it, I I don't think I I think that the people that aren't gamers or people that don't understand gaming, I don't think the negativity is going to change much in the coming years. I think once the sort of the generation who is, who are aside to grow up more, it will become more accepted. But for now, I think it's just how it is. Really? It's just, we'll get negative press and we'll occasionally get positive press. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It uh, is what it is. It really is. Uh, That's what we should call the podcast. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, that is a perfect one, actually. Um, now, what I will say, uh, real quick, is there is one other news story that people ha- people aren't talking about, which uh, or that I missed, which we should talk about, which is that Gauntlet, the re-release, oh, yeah. from yeah. the guys who made Magicka, <laughs> just hit Steam today. So I'll be checking that out um, at some point, um, but probably not anytime soon. I also got my hands on that old Gauntlet DS ROM. That never came out. I should try that out. I also got my hands on a Lynx copy of Gauntlet 3. A ROM, also. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ever came out, so I wonder how that is. Apparently, it had, like, first-person view in the corner, and then it had the usual Gauntlet view as well. So, that's interesting. Um, so, we'll call it to a close. Um, Fortinguard and Rageinator, I know how to contact both of you now, actually. Rage, I apologize. I talk to you all the time on Steam. So, Rage, I will hit you up with your uh, with your code on Steam. Fortinguard, I will send your code to your mail, uh, your email. And uh, so watch for those for your life of pixels. So I want to thank everybody for coming out. Thank you, TC. Thank you, All Games. Thank you, all of our listeners, all of our chatters. Um, for keeping me entertained during the show. Uh, and thank you, Jam. And remember, next week, we are going to kick off horror on the final yeah. day of September. I believe it's the final day of September next week, or close yeah. to it. Um, talking about Silent Hill 3 and Resident Evil 3 with guest Voss 5. And then after that, we are going to have an entire month of horror. And Jam, I already have some ideas. So we'll talk off the air, but we will announce those. So anyway, in the meantime... And until next week, everybody have a good one. Keep gaming, and we shall peace out. You can come check us out at GamingHistory101.com. We are live on all games every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just before VGO and just after level four, level, oh my God, 42 level one. Sorry, boys. Congrats on your 100th episode yet again. And uh, I am at SpidersVenom, S-P-Y-D-E-R-S-V-E-N-O-M on Twitter, and Jam is at Jamalias, J-A-M-A-L-A-I-S on Twitter. So. Till next week, see you later.